Hey, how we doing, traders? Welcome and welcome to the SPACs Attack. Let's get it started. What up, what up, traders? How we doing around the world? Hit the like button. Let's get this party started. Let me bring on my man to the show. You guys already know him. Some know him as Chrysopedia. I know him as Chris Ketchy. What's up, my friend? Hey, Mitch, what's going on? How are we doing today? Hey, guys. Well, if you like the Spax attack, hit the like. You like my little, my new little layout here with your face over here hanging out by me? I do. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Except uh, yeah. I'm, I'm missing uh, some facial hair in that picture. We might have to uh, we, get an take updated some new one there. Get rid of that uh, baby face over there. Hey, well, I, I got a plan, man. I got a plan. So I, I know, you know, right now we're like, what? We're in April. You know, May's going to be a little tough. But it, it, let's let's plan for July. July, I think by that time, both of us have been vaccinated and we can we can probably meet up. Let's plan a meetup in Detroit for SPACs Attack fans. Let's plan that in July and let's get that rolling. I, I want to get that. I want to do a party. You got it, bro. That big. that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know you. You and I have been working on something. I, I, I'll kind of give a little teaser. You know, you and I have been talking about doing a spec only event, and I think that will do great. You know, one of the things is specs will be back, guys. I think by that time we'll be seeing these specs rocketing. I know that Chris and I have been paying attention to a lot of kind of the ups and downs and what you guys are mentioning out there in our chat which is the most important thing, you know, is listening to our viewers and what they want to talk about. So today's show is all about that. We're going to be going in to some long-term plays. I know we've talked about it. You know, where's the revenue? What what do we think in the long term is really going to have success? We're going to pick some winners today. But before then, Chris, I, I know that you got also maybe some NFTs opening today. Could that possibly be? That could possibly happen. You possibly? know, I teased, I teased it on Twitter yesterday. I teased it again today, guys. If you want to see us open, I, I've got some tops NFT packs. Um, I'd love to open them on air, but I want to see more viewers and more likes. So share this stream, smash that like, and maybe we'll open a uh, premium pack on this show. And I know, Mitch, you're going to be opening a uh, some standard packs on you know, your show later tonight. And you know, maybe I'll pop in you know, on that show as well. So guys, if you want to see what these tops NFTs are all about, share the stream and, and smash the like right now. So what's our goal needed there, Chris? We got over 270 watchers right now. Uh, wh what do we need to get to? What's what's our level? You know, I put on Twitter 600 viewers, 250 likes. Um, I, you I know, like I, the 250 I, likes. I, I'm a pretty generous guy, so you know, let's let's see what happens. But you know, I, I'd really like to see those those numbers get up because you know, I I did spend some money on these packs. You know, after all, so. I'll tell you what, I'll put it on the bottom here for you guys. You guys, the goal needed is 250 likes here, guys. So you guys see right down here what is needed for our goal to give you guys a little bit of a preview of, of a premium pack. I mean, I didn't even go that far. Chris is the man right here. So definitely, guys, let's get into the fun time of the show where everybody gets their information and anybody and everybody should have our newsletter. If you don't have it and you want to know the SPAC news before everybody, you got to join up, guys. Join up. All right, guys. So headlines today out there, um, you know, and everything's looking pretty green out there in SPAC land. Um, lots of movers, but we have some upgrades. We have uh, UWMC, so Barclays, initiating coverage with an overweight rating and a price target of $10. Remember UWMC, one of the biggest SPAC deals out there, uh, wholesale mortgage. Um, this has been one, though, that has been beaten down, um, you know, traded below 10 for, for quite a while now. So could see some interest here. Looks like we're up about 2%, but this thing's still under $8. But Barclays, you know, talking about this name. DraftKings out with some news today. They appointed uh, Giselle Bunchen as a special advisor 
to the company for ESG initiatives. So, of course, Giselle, the wife of Tom Brady, she, she's one of the uh, most well-known models out there. Um, but more importantly, ESG initiatives. So DraftKings is, has a goal of planting 1 million trees by Earth Day next year. Tomorrow, of course, Earth Day 2020. And, and for me, this is important, right? Because DraftKings is, is taking a you know big approach to ESG. We're, we're seeing lots of companies you know talk about their ESG profiles. And then also seeing, you know, numerous ETFs come out uh, where they only include companies with certain ESG scores. So DraftKings could actually find themselves, you know, in a better position to, to be included in some of these ETF and funds that, that focus on uh, ESG uh, pro companies. So keep an eye out on that. Then we have RMGB. This is RMG Acquisition Corp 2, which I own shares of, merging with Renew Power they announced the commissioning of a 105 megawatt solar generation project. So again, one of the largest renewable energy companies uh, in India. Um, you know, so keep an eye out on that deal. We have VSPR, Vesper Healthcare Acquisition, their SPAC merger partner, Hydrofacial. Uh, first quarter sales of 47 million, up from 33 million last year. Um, in the Americas region, 31 million. And then in EMEA and APAC region, 16 million. Um, you know, some nice improvements there for the company. We have a couple of uh, SPACs out there encouraging shareholders to vote on extensions. Um, I saw THCB and SRAC mentioned. So this is one of the things about these companies having two years to complete a deal. If they wait too close to the deal, deadline, then they run into trouble, right? Where it usually takes, you know, three to six months for these deals to close and, and get to the vote. So it's important if you're a shareholder that you vote on the extension. Otherwise your SPACs will, you know, be redeemed. You'll get the net asset value. And if you own warrants of that company, your warrants will be worthless if the SPAC merger is not approved. And then uh, yesterday we saw one of the, you know, most talked about SPACs of last year, uh, Nicola NKLA fall below $10, hitting $9.70. This is one that traded, you know, over 80 last year. Um, it's been beaten down, obviously, with, with a handful of problems. Um, but interesting that this one took so long to fall under 10 when we've seen so many of these, these former SPACs, you, you know, fall under 10. But Nicola, I, I've been saying, you know, for months, why is this one still trading at such a high market cap compared to some of these other companies? Uh, TDAC, which is uh, merging with Lottery.com, they announced a partnership with Voyager Digital yesterday. So Voyager, a licensed crypto asset broker, um, they're going to work together on integration of payments. Um, so Lottery.com users will be able to uh, generate payment transactions through the Voyager payment platform. And then MUDS, M-U-D-S, which I talked about, you know, those tops, MLB, NFT packs yesterday went on sale. You know, no surprise, saw strong demand. The, the drop was delayed by a half hour they did have some technical problems, but ultimately, you know, they, they just saw such high demand. So they sold out 74,000 packs of NFT cards in around 70 minutes. That's their series one. And then also I'll note, I did see this morning that they're also going to on every Tuesday do a process called burning where you'll be able to trade in select series one NFTs for additional packs that contain 1952 um, cards of your favorite players. So, you know, interesting to see that they're already taking approach there, um, you know, to create awareness and engagement every week. So, you know, uh, you'll be able to, to burn those cards, which lowers the amount that are out, which could increase values. And then also those 1952, you, you know, versions may become, you know, some of the highest sought after cards due to the premium nature. So keep an eye out, M-U-D-S, you know, after that. And then we have G-I-K, that vote is today. Um, shares got hit earlier this week. Remember that you have an, 
up until two days before the merger vote to redeem your shares for net asset value. Once that uh, period ended, shares dropped below that $10 floor that was no longer there. But shares up 13% today. Um, you know, so interesting move there. And then we also have NGA, their vote set for the 23rd of April. So just in a couple days. So some news out there. But Mitch, for the most part, you know, the, the watch list uh, is actually looking pretty decent. Um, I see, you know, a couple ones that are up double digits today. So what do you think? Uh, you know, are we starting to see some life back in uh, some of these SPACs here? All right. All right, Chris. Uh, I'm, I, I just put out a nice tweet. I want to get us some more people. And like everybody, if you want to help us out, get to our goal today so that we can get that premium pack open, go ahead and look down below, hit the share button, hit that Twitter button, put it on Twitter and let everybody know we need some more people. we got to open this premium pack. And if we don't get any more, then that, that, that's what it's going to be, guys. So if you want to hit and the share button and help us out hit that and hit the thumbs up let's keep going through um chris i i like how you brought in the the burn the burn you know a lot of people are going to be talking about well what's the burn and how do you do it so definitely i i appreciate you bringing that up i'm going to be looking at it too um you know i got some standard packs but i think it's a smart idea you know what's a common worth to me it's not worth much right and, and so if i could just burn it and help the asset why not burn it? Exactly. And, you know, they're going to do that, it looks like, every week. So so then they're increasing that engagement, right? Because yesterday was Series 1, the pack drop. But, they, you know, who knows when they're going to release new packs, right? So until they release new packs, how do you keep your fans engaged? How do you bring awareness? How do you increase value? And it looks like they're already starting to figure that out. You know, we saw NBA Top Shot, right, really take over and become popular. And one of the things they do is where you can create collections. You have to, you know, obtain, you know, eight moments and then you get to get a, a new premium one that's only available to the people that complete that challenge. So Top's doing something similar here, you, you know, and I, I, I like the move here. And it also makes me want to hold on to my my NFTs instead of try to resell them because you never know which commons are, you know, going to become more valuable then. So that's something to keep in mind too. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing NFTs do this for in different, different areas. It's not only in tops guys. Um, and one area that I mentioned that I've been noticing guys that you're starting to see is these brokerages offer these kind of packages, these deals. Like if you do this, this, and this, then you get an NFT. If you do this, this, and that, then you get this. And so it's kind of like our call to action, guys. And and, and really, I mean, you're going to start seeing we're more than willing to do a little bit of work if you can give us some reward, right? And, and that's what we want to do for you guys here on SPACs also. So to do this today, we're going to be looking at some long-term SPAC plays. You know, Chris and I, you know, this, this is not really to so for you guys to go ahead and just kind of like load the boat. This is so you can really start taking the right research at this very, very important time. This is the time when you can actually go in depth. You can do some mathematical equations, whatever you whatever you, you use. You know, if it's fundamentals, technicals, story, whatever it may be, this is the time to do it. So I really want to get into our middle segment and, and kind of expand our middle segment today. And, and so one of the ways that you guys out there can join in on our middle segment is letting us know a SPAC that you feel is a long-term SPAC. So if you have a, a SPAC that you feel is a long-term SPAC, let us know, guys. Let us know. And, you know, we'll take a look after we're done with ours. We'll take a look at some of the ones from the chat. Maybe in between, we'll jump into some of those. But like like we said, guys, the, the pack goal is right here. I, I put out a tweet to help, but you guys got to help also by hitting that share button. Let's keep it going, Chris. Let's get into our fun time of the day when we unlock some SPACs. But I don't even want to play the unlock SPACs button. <laughs> I want to play the rocket because eventually that's how we feel these will go. Like Chris's shirt says, the SPACs attack. And videos today on StreamYard are to work. <laughs> Did you see that? Did it even work for you? I saw the rocket. I saw you it going saw up. It? 
Good Lord, my computer is on the lag today, guys, on the lag. i7 can't handle it today. Might have to go AMD. Might have to look at AMD after this. Intel, what you doing out there, man? My i7 can't handle a little stream here. Come on, come on, guys. All right, let's get into some of those. So what one one thing is how do, how do we reward you, right? How, how can we give you guys some value back? And that's what I want to do today, guys. So we're going to do a, a watch list here. And then when I'm done, I'm going to be putting this watch list out on Twitter. Okay, guys? So if you don't have our Twitter, go ahead and definitely you know follow us because I'll release this watch list on there. And the biggest thing is if you want to stick with us, I'm going to start doing these consistently. And whether that be, let's say, long-term SPAC, Chris and I talked about maybe doing space, different – different brackets for you so you can really start doing your research have those different watch lists in benzinga pro and get ready because you and i and, and we we've seen it there's a lot of people calling the bottom so with that being said eventually i think we do get a bottom so let's go ahead and let's get into that watch list and and let's see what we got here all right so all right guys so what are we what are we going to do is we're going to go through some of them Chris, do you want to go first or do you want me to just knock out some of mine really quick? Why, why don't you go ahead, knock yours out, and then I know uh, how long I've got to, to get through <laughs> mine. And, and then also I'm going to keep an eye out on <laughs> these Chris numbers because I'm seeing about 300 viewers and 100 likes. So I think maybe uh, we can keep this momentum going so we can open that pack. Yep, yep. Hey, let, let, let them rockets keep going. Looks like we're getting mention of FRX in the chat. A lot of people talking about, did you open? Did you open? Charles, we want to. We want to. We want to. <laughs> but we need to get some likes. Like it says at the bottom, we need that goal reached so that we can open it up and and, and stick around, guys. I, I feel like we'll get there. We'll get there. But, you know, let's, let's get into some SPACs here. Let's see what we got moving. So first things first, guys. Uh, I'm going to talk about one here. And I, I'm kind of a little bit upset that I couldn't do the show this morning. Because this one's already up 18% from my decision that I wanted to add it. And I feel like, you, you know what? You know what? I, 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 have, to, I have to do something here. I got to do something here. Because people are not going to believe it. They're not going to believe it, you know? I don't think they're going to believe it. So uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something here. I'm just trying to make sure that I don't show too much stuff here. Because I, I want to make sure I capture this only. But if you guys will see right here, these were the ones that I was mentioning this morning. And this was around 8.50, 8.50 a.m. So uh, it's not like I, I, I tried to cherry pick this one, guys. So NGA this morning was on top of my list. Why? Because I relate NGA and ARVL arrival very closely. And I think these are winners here, guys. Why? Because I think they're really focused on what needs to get focused, which is kind of more of a platform approach. And, and, and I think that's really what you get out of NGA and Arrival to, to talk about something that they both are kind of doing. And so look at this trend line, guys. And, and, and then you guys can start telling me that maybe we're, we're starting to meet that bottom, you know. And so today we're up about already over, like, you know, 15%. But to me, really... We've been pulling back to this support that I could clearly see drawn here at the 14, right? And so one of the things is we've dipped below it, but now we're starting to get strong right above it. And so that's what I want to see, guys. Can we get strong in 16 and 18? Because NGA, you know, they got a lot of stuff working for them. You know, whether it be kind of a bus, whether it be kind of some deals with Amazon, whether it can be some trash deals, you know, the waste management. There's a there's different, different, different areas here. And it's not just one way that they can make their money. I think that's what the, one of the most important things. We did an interview with Mark. I don't know if you guys caught it. So definitely check out that interview. And, and, and we can go a little bit further. But really, the vision is for 2024. So that's kind of the year that I'm going to say you'll see NGA. And, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say that you'll see NGA past that high, 
past that high you hear on you see on the chart here. So past 3525. And I'm going to go out on the limb so far and saying that in 2024, I'm going to think NGA is above 50. $50, guys. That's where I'm going to go and put my price target. It's for 2024. But why? Because by then they'll have 20,000 sales, 50% 50 vehicle cost reduction. So that means they're working on their platform, reducing their costs, which helps their margin, their bottom line. And then that annual revenue really starting to come in as the demand finally meets all the supply that is out there. Okay, guys. So the next one up. Arrival. Well, well, why would I like Arrival, guys? Um, let me make sure I put the ticker in the corner because if not, someone's going to tell me, you didn't put the ticker, Mitch. You didn't put the ticker. I, I understand that one. So first one was NGA. I'll just put it really quickly. Second one here is going to be RV, ARVL, which is Arrival, guys. Um, just recently changed over. And when was that, when was that changeover, Chris? I think that was like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, I think, is, two weeks is when we changed. So so to me, you know, Arrival is killing it in the social game. I don't know if you've seen these, these posts by them, Chris, but they really explained to me why Arrival is a good pick. It's not even only like, let's say, the investor presentation – all this they do great explanation in their little clips here like let's say right here oh the the height of the arrival van and and how that can be a, a, a competitive advantage and then if you look back i mean there's so many videos that explain more and more who arrival is and why they're going to be changing the world you know I think at the end of the day, I love their micro factory way, the materials that they use, sustainability. If you know their their body, that you can actually recycle this body. The body, the material that the body's made out of, you can recycle that. I think that was <laughs> that just goes to show you how much they're thinking about sustainability and how they really want to stand out and impact the world. And I mean, you you can you guys can do this research yourself by going through this and, and seeing the vehicle manufacturing process. But I think they really have the best platform to attack the international market, not only the United States market. You know, Arrival shows a lot in the UK, and I think that's where you're going to see the strength come out of. But I think that the US is going to adopt, as you see, kind of really this micro factory kind of strategy taking off. What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I, you know, I, I love that micro factory. I think that's a key differentiator for them to be able to get production really scaled up, you know, as quickly as possible. They're going to be able to do more with less space, right? So, you know, I, I think UK and US, they're going to be able to be a leader in both markets. Yep, and, and it's definitely going to be on my radar as they quickly develop into, let's say, buses, I think the, they're already testing their bus in, in the UK. So that's that's definitely on my radar. But let's go into another one here. Let's keep it rolling. I want to keep it going fast so that we can get into Chris Opedia time and, and have some fun. Um, but next up, next up. All right, guys. So to me, after after these two companies, you have to start looking at what else is like to me, kind of more of a present trend right now. And the ones that I think could come in a faster, you know, this was kind of more of a 2023, 2024 outlook for those two companies. Now, this company, these two companies that I'm going to bring are going to be more along 2022 outlooks. Okay, so a little bit shorter, shorter time frame, but still long term over a year. Okay, and the two companies I'm going to call out on that one are going to be, of course, and it, it's kind of funny because they're kind of by the, the, the same kind of person, a winner in Nicolo Damasi, guys. And so first one up, Rush Street Interactive, guys. I'm going to look at this one. Um, if you guys don't know, um, let me go ahead up and put the ticker here. Looks like Young Investor and joining in with us. How you doing, Young? Help us out. Help us out. Get to our goal. We're trying to get to 250 likes so that we can open a premium nft tops pack so definitely guys hit the like hit the like let's get this rolling 
Looks like we're getting some more people to join in. Looks like some people want to see that opening. All right, guys. So this one's RSI. And why do I like RSI, guys? Just to give you guys some insight, a little bit later today, I'm going to be going in with an interview on Money Mitch with Betts ETF uh, CEO and co-founder, Will Hershey. And, and one of the stocks on that holdings, and it's a top holding, is RSI. And so that's why I, I first pointing out, like, this pullback is massive that we're getting an opportunity here in RSI. And RSI is is one of the companies that I feel, you know, it, I've always said this with sports betting. State by state, we get more revenue, which changes the outlook and guidance of these companies. And with that being said, you know, these companies can't even calculate that guidance. Or let's say that revenue that could come from another state going legal. They can't calculate that inside their financials because it's not legal yet. So it would just be like kind of something that they would just be making up. And so to me, I think this is why betting companies are not valued correctly. Let's say um, DraftKings, uh, DKNG, Penn, all these companies have trouble really understanding what's the future revenue look. But to me, you don't need to think about it. It's just up and up. The trend is just going to come up and up with state by state. And, and that's why I like these companies so much. And so to me, why does Rush Street stick out is because they have a lot of the data. The data is, is important. And, and one of the things is it's, it's I think, going to be, you know, there's the major names, DraftKings, Penn. Maybe you can include Caesars and, and MGM bets that have a whole lot of money that they're spending towards promos and stuff. But I think in the long run, you you will see Rush Street really take off and, and really try to manage that difference between let's not be one of those top players and just be high promoing and, and get that out there. Let's focus on our bottom line. And because of that, I think you'll see higher margins in RSI than you'll see in, let's say, a DraftKings or Penn. Because this, the, the amount of expense that they're going to have to do is a different strategy, guys. It's more of a customer acquisition strategy than, let's say, a strategy where you're focusing on the profitability of the business. And that's what I think RSI is definitely doing here. What do you think about these 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 comments, Chris? Yeah, you know, I agree. I just had an article out talking about Michigan's uh, March numbers, right? So I saw those numbers, right? So, so here in Michigan, right, home state, of course, we, we've got 12 companies that have legalized online sports betting. Uh, Rush Street is one of them. So they're in the top 10, but not, you know, as dominant in online sports betting. But then you look at online casino, right, the iGaming segment and Rush Street with that Bet Rivers brand, they've improved their market share every month in Michigan, you know, so January, February, March, it's gone up every month. And, and you know, they're, they're turning in good numbers here. And remember, iGaming is more profitable than online sports betting. And they're doing that in every state that they operate in, you know, they're, they're not going to be number one, right in, in sports betting and in, in states, right? They just they won't be because there's there's other big players. But There's they're no going, need. yeah, There's they're no going need. after, you know, a, a top five or top 10 share of sports betting, but more importantly, trying to get a top three share uh, of online casino. And, you know, the thing for RSI for me is New York, right? They have an entry point to New York, which is a state that could limit the number of players. Rush Street is going to be one of those players. So that could make them even more valuable going forward. So big fan of RSI here. Yeah, guys, they very much could be a skin in the New York game. And if you guys don't understand that, uh, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that uh, in the interview with Will Hershey's later on. So definitely check that out, guys. That's for the, that's for bets. But included in here, guys, and one of the major ones, another one in that bets is, of course, none other than uh, just changed over Genius Sports. And, and and now, I mean, most people would know it's still by DMYD, but now G-E-N-I. Um, so let me put up both tickers because I have a feeling people are going to be like, I can't, I, I don't know what that one is. 
All right, so guys, you're talking junior sports, and really we're talking the thing behind the thing here now. Um, and, and that's what I want to talk about because really there's just so much deals going on. And so I'm going to go to DMYD just so I can look at the, the overview and the history. Um, but I'm, I'm not trying to look here at the, the ticker itself, but I'm trying to look at all the deals that you've been getting lately. You know, NFL, um, you, you've been getting uh, deals with March Madness. You, you've been seeing this company be chosen over, let's say, Sports Radar on almost a, a lot of the new deals. Like, like, look at the last deals and what you can compare to it, and and you'll see that a lot of it, they're they're starting to win. I think the competition battle with Sports Radar, and that's really what I think really stands out for me in DMYD is not only just all those partnerships, but that they're starting to differentiate from the comp uh, the competitor or the closest competitor, and so it, I, I'm I'm a big fan in this one. I think you know over time. I, I've heard, and, and I'm not, this is not my price target, but I've heard someone say that they feel DMYD can go so far that they could see it over a hundred dollars. That's that's how that's how much they believe in the data that's behind DMYD and Genius Sports. Um, I'm going to go a little bit on a limb here. Uh, if, if we looked at let's say DMYD's chart, but just to give you at least some some prior uh, prices. I think for sure we're going to pass 25. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that by the end of the year, and, and, and I'll go a little bit even further than, let's say, 2022. I'll go by the end of 2021, I, I feel this one will be above that 25 price target. So that's that's my price target here, and, and I'm going to stick to the guns here. So that, that's going to be it for me, guys. It's going to be the, the four picks for me right now. I have some other ones that I can go into, but I know I got Chrysopedia here, so I don't got to do too much work. Might as well let the brains do the job, right? So, Chris, take over. Let us know what are some of the picks out there you're looking at for the long term and kind of also like, a, like a, an outlook. Like is this a 2021, 22, 25 kind of pick? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, awesome, Mitch. So, you know, it's hard to pick, you know, just a few here, but what I have is five that we'll go through in detail. And then I have some honorable mentions that were also on that watch list that again, Mitch is going to share on Twitter, bring you guys some valuable, you know, information and, and give something back to the community here. So up first, I have DraftKings, right? DKNG and, you know, winner of our March Spackness tournament. No surprise, but this is the easiest one to start with, right? If you're looking long-term, if you're looking this year, next year, five years out, I think DraftKings is a winner. They're, they're a winner now, and I think years from now, you know, they're going to continue to go up. They could hit triple digits, you know, by next year. They have dominant market share in the states they're in. And remember, DraftKings is in more states than any other online sports betting uh, competitor, and the thing I'll note with DraftKings, too, is they're also pushing into content and media, right? So they acquired VSIN, which is a company, a sports media company with live daily content for, for sports betting fans. They also just created a new chief media officer role, and they hired someone from Verizon that's worked with the NFL and the NBA. And then they also participated in funding rounds for uh, Meadowlark which is a media company um, founded by some former ESPN executives. And then they also funded Evaluate.Market, which is a data provider um, of NBA Top Shot uh, data. So, so they're pushing into other areas, right? They, they want to control data and content too. And I think that's important. The, the other thing is, remember when DraftKings went public, it was actually a, a merger of both DraftKings and SB Tech. So DraftKings previously worked with Camby as, as their partner to um, power the back end. And they're switching over to SB Tech this year, which they own. So that's going to increase their margins, right? Make them more valuable. And also they can use SB Tech, you know, with, with some other companies and try to win deals away from Camby. So DraftKings to me, you, you know, it, it, it's a good one. 
for for again right now for next year and for five years out um you know anyone who says that you know SPACs are all losers this is the easiest one to show them it is to say DraftKings so that would be my top pick then we have MP so MP materials um you know no surprise here I've been bullish on this one since you know last year we had CEO James Latinsky on the show and you know back when shares were $13 um they ran Right. So MP, you, you know, had an impressive return, but now shares have came back down. We're under $30 here. Um, I, I like the entry point here because, again, you're not buying for this year. You're, you're buying for, you know, a couple of years out. So they completed phase one um, and stage two is going to be in 2022, stage three in 2025. And by the time they're all done, they're going to be able to make magnets themselves and sell directly to companies. So like electric vehicle companies, right? When Latinsky was on, he mentioned, you know, Tesla, GM, right? So right now they have to buy those magnets from from China. So MP Materials is trying to restore the full rare earth supply chain to the US. We have the support of the government trying to wean off from China. So MP has support with that. And then also, this is a company with real revenue, right? Because right now they're they're mining and producing and and selling, um, you know, to the suppliers in China. So fourth quarter revenue was forty two point two million, up a hundred percent year over year. Full year revenue was one hundred thirty four million, up eighty three percent. And net income for last year was twenty one point two million dollars. So this is a company again, real revenue, and they're profitable. And their costs are coming down and their realized prices for what they mine are going up. So they have lots of things working in their favor. And again, that that timeline by 2025, you know, if they can stay on track for that, I, I think by 2025, this is going to be a big winner. But again, you have to be a little patient here because they're just now, you know, getting to stage two in, in that plan of attack. So keep an eye out on MP here. And then up next, I have Fisker, FSR. So I do own shares of Fisker. So, you know, and this one may get a little bit of heat, right? Because Fisker, um, so Henrik Fisker, he's designed cars before. He's worked with other car companies. And, you know, he's also had problems, right? There was Fisker before, um, you know, that didn't make it. They sold off their assets. And this is the second coming, right? Going public via SPAC. The, the difference for me here is that they're working with partners. So Fisker is going to control the, the marketing, the design of vehicles, right? And then they're going to let other companies produce the vehicles for them. So they partnered with Magna, who, who is one of the largest producers, uh, partners for vehicles around the world. And then they also announced a partnership with Foxconn, you know, a supplier to Apple um, on a second vehicle for 2023. So you know, they have an exciting future. They have 15,000 reservations of the Fisker Ocean already, um, you know, and they're on track to start production of that electric SUV in the fourth quarter of this year. Morgan Stanley is out with a $40 price target and a $90 bull case on shares. So, you know, what could happen to Fisker here? I, I love it on the pullback here. And again, I do own shares. This one, you know, rocketed higher this year on that Foxconn deal on, you know, the the bullish call from Morgan Stanley. And, and really, you know, not a lot has changed, right? They haven't delayed their timeline. They're, they're still on pace. So if you believed in it, you know, months ago, it, it, this is a great opportunity now to, to get this thing, you know, right there down around the price we had, you know, when this thing completed the merger. So, um, you know, I, I like Fisker. And again, I think there's room for competition in the electric vehicle market. Um, and I think Fisker could be one of the winners. Then we have GNPK. So we've talked a lot about space stocks, right? And space SPACs. So I own several space uh, SPACs, but you know I'm starting to, to have a favorite. And that favorite is GNPK, which I don't currently own. This is a mini space infrastructure ETF all on its own. So with the global space market expected to hit $2 trillion by 2040, you, you, know, you might need some exposure to space in your portfolio. And rather than betting, you know, on just, you know, one company that's going to do rockets or one company that's going to take passengers to space, you know, you can get GNPK who has a hand in, in several things. 
And, and I like the valuation. This was done at $645 million, you know, based on a $10 share price. And you're right around that level right now. They have over 50 years experience in space flights, over 150 missions flown on. Um, they have, you know, over 100 patents. So they participate in 3D printing. They participate in GPS. So they enabled every U.S. mission to Mars. They went to Pluto and they've landed on multiple asteroids. They're the thing behind the thing, right? They help these space companies, you know, do the behind the scenes work. So revenue was $119 million last year, $163 million estimated for this year. They have positive uh, and growing adjusted EBITDA and cash flow. And they think revenue can grow 72% uh, compounded annually from 2021 to 2025. They have a pipeline that could be worth up to $23 billion from identifiable contracts and a backlog of $150 million. So, you know, to me, GNPK is a great space pick for, for someone who doesn't want, you know, just exposure to one area. You're getting multiple areas of exposure in the space market. And then we have Kappa, C-A-P-A. So I do own shares of Kappa. This is a semiconductor company, uh, QuantumSci, going public with Kappa. So $925 million was the valuation and, and a $425 million pipe included investments from ARK Invest, which we know, of course, ARK has fallen a little out of favor, right? Because you know, you know the the high growth name, but again, you're you're looking for companies. You know, uh, five years out, Kappa is one. Um, you know that could be a player there. This is a next gen protein sequencing platform. They they think it could revolutionize the field. Um, it was founded by Do Dr. Jonathan Rothberg, who's also the founder of Butterfly Network, uh, BFLY. Um, you know, so he's founded over uh, 10 companies and a couple have gone public via SPAC now. So, so the key here for timeline is a commercial launch for QuantumSci is scheduled for 2022, beginning with research use. Um, and then later, you know, they'll be able to scale that. So they think they can have a scalable semiconductor chip for home testing uh, sometime after the year 2024. So there's your timeline, right? 2022 commercial 2024 at home. This is a $21 billion market size. Um, and they're going to be able to expand it, you know, not just to protein, but also hopefully to gen genomics. Uh, so no revenue anticipated until 2022, um, where they see $17 million. And then, you know, really starting to ramp up by 2025, $186 million. And they think they can have over 5,000 devices installed. So those were my five, right, that we went through in detail. And again, I, I tried to give you the timeline. You got to look a couple years out with the exception of DraftKings. You know, I think that's a winner right now. And, and then my honorable mention, again, just to, to mention some more. And, and again, if you're looking a couple years away, so CCIV, you know, Lucid Motors, which I do own shares of, I, I think next year they can produce that luxury car, which is already sold out. But the key is a couple years, when can they do the more affordable model? And, and I think if they can hit on that, you know, they will be a successful company. We have IPOE with SoFi, you know, which also owns, you know, the back end supporter of some websites, almost like an Amazon web service. We have APXT Avpoint, which is a Microsoft cloud partner. Um, you know, I think people are sleeping on that one, right? It's a software software play. We have STIC with BarkBox. We, we saw growth of pet ownership during the pandemic, which I think is just going to help their financials going forward. And they're also expanding not just to being a at-home uh, delivery subscription service to actual, you know, healthcare uh, products and stores as well. So keep an eye out on that one. BFLY, Butterfly Network, Portable Ultrasound Company that I've been bullish on for a long time. We have Open, OPE, and Open Door, buying homes online. Um, you know, low market penetration right now, but I think them and Zillow will, will be the key players there. We have DEH, which we had an interview with yesterday, Vicarious Surgical, and again, a couple years away. But if they can make that technology work that we saw those exciting videos on, you know, in doctor's offices with, you know, uh, hernia surgery and, and other areas, I think they'll be a key player. And again, I liked the valuation on that deal and the backing of Bill Gates. 
and Becton Dickinson. So that's what I've got, Mitch. Uh, again, you know, five big picks and then some honorable mention plays. What do you think? Well, first things first, right? Let's go back and let's talk about what what I'm going to mention one that I would completely agree with you. And it's going to be strictly off of not even information off the chart right now. It's standing out to me. And when things stand out to me, I, I try not to confuse myself. If, if it stands out to me technically, it might be for a reason. And so one of the things that I try to do is I try to tell myself, okay, it's standing out to me. Now, what's the level that I need to see to confirm that approach, right? If, if I'm seeing it, it needs to confirm before I get too crazy in a position. Maybe I could take a starter, but that's the way I like to work things, guys. I'll go with a really, really small position at first. I want to see some confirmation before I really size into a position. And so the one that really stood out to me out of all the ones you were talking about right now is that Kappa chart. Why? Because it's come down all the way back down, all the way back down. Literally, I mean, you, you can't get closer to the bottom than, than you're getting right here. And so that at least gives you a, a benefit, right? Because anybody that bought between, let's say, um, February 20, 18th all the way until right now, the 20th of April, they probably got a worse price than you do. And just to be clear, I mean, so you do have some overhead supply, right? But it's not that much. If you really look, the volume has been relatively low. It's about lower than, I say, an average around 300,000 shares. And so the, the last time that we actually got a volume pump was when, Chris, this big this big gap. And why that gap happened, Chris? Yeah, you know, this one was up 100% on that deal announcement day. Like that is, yep. this was an insane move. And that's what that move is. And again, you look at where it landed and then it traded down since then almost every day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think Kathy got in this one, was it day two? So Kathy was part of the pipe. So that was this was the mm-hmm. one where ARK invested in the pipe. So it didn't come out in their daily emails. This was part of the pipe. So I think that was part of the reason for the big jump on day one. But, you know, investors aren't seeing it every day in those emails. So it's not Mm -hmm. really known, you know, how much of the company that ARC owns, but they invested right in that pipe. So it's interesting to me. And the thing I like is, you know, Mitch, you talk about the chart, right? And where it is, it's at the same price it was, you know, before the deal announcement. What has changed with the company? Nothing. Like their timeline's still there they're still the same company. All that's changed is, is the price, right? That's exactly it. And one of the things that I'm seeing here, three bottoms. You know, I like my multiple bottoms, right? Because what does that give you? That usually gives you people trying to attack the bottom. That's really what it is. Just like just like I'm, I'm looking at it, they're attacking bottoms. And so what they think is a bottom or catching the knife, some, some refer to it. And so the first bottoming action was right around here on the March 5th. You got a bottom around 1095, right? Then bottom action on this kind of in inverse hammer that actually caused a little uh, spike back up, but it wasn't long lasted. And this is 1077 bottom. So really close to that 11 at first. And then we crack through on this day. And then we get towards the next support level. A lot of times I've told you guys, when we crack one support level, that 11, we're going probably down towards the next one. And so the next one was from the prior time before this big explosion. And so now that we've gotten this kind of reverse candle, when you get a kind of a harmy candle that has a wick up, a wick down, a smaller body. And so one of the things that we want to see is that green candle, if it closes bigger than this red candle, it's called a bullish engulfing candle. And so that right there is a bullish sign. Now what we want to see is volume come back in because if volume doesn't follow it, then we probably won't get back up towards, let's say, a trend line up here, a 13, a 14. So the big price to me is that 11 price point again. That's where you want to see the buyers really step up. And if we could see that, if I see, let's say, uh, 4 million shares traded, on that $11 and it starts spiking through that, that would get me excited guys, because then you have the volume that you need, you have the look you need, 
and you had that reversal candle at the bottom of the trend on a third bottom action. That's what stands out to me, guys. So I just really wanted to point that out and and mention in the chat, John Doe, uh, Cap is a sleeping giant. I think so too. I actually owned it, guys, and I made a profit on this one. I sold it before it came down. So a little part of me, you know, gives myself a little pat on the back <laughs> on that one. But at the same time, I, I still believe in it. I, I didn't sell it because I, I didn't like the stock. I sold it because I saw SPACs coming down and I was like, you know what? Let me limit my risk here and take a small profit with without being greedy and trying to make a big profit in the stock. So I took, I took a 2% winner and, and decided that, hey, 2% better than a loser. I'll tell you that much. So nothing wrong with taking profits. That's for definitely, sure. Definitely, definitely. So let's go to the chat, Chris. Let's go to the chat. Um, we're really close towards that light goal. It, it looks like we're getting towards 1150. So we only got about eight minutes. Uh, maybe I'll push power hour back because, you know, I'll just doot. How, how a, close are we to 200? Back. Can we can we hit 200? We're close. We're, we're close. We're let, close, let me, right? Let me, pull up my, let me pull up my stream again. I, I, I've, been, I've been playing with it a little bit here. So let's see, let's see where we're at right now. Right who now has, we're standing at 186, 186. Who has not hit the like button? I, I think we can get there, guys. Let's let's smash hey, we that have like. Over 416 people watching on YouTube. Look, 420. 420 there we is go. back, guys. 420 is back. So we got o- over 400 people watching on YouTube right now. If we get some likes, we'll go ahead and knock out some of those mentions here. I'm seeing 200. I, I think we saw 200 likes. I don't 205, know. 205, 205. Sh- should, should we Can open we this? 213, 213, <sighs> break the resistance. Should we open this premium pack up? I, I'm excited. I can't believe, you know, as someone who collected cards as a kid, I had to open them right away, right? And I can't believe that I bought these packs yesterday and I haven't opened them. I have no idea what's inside, and and it's actually making me want to open them so bad. So I I, I want to see two twenty five, two twenty five. Okay, boom, let's go, right. let's Let, go, let's do it, let's let's do it, let's open up two thirty, two thirty, two fifty. Let's go, break the resistance, hold the line, hold shield wall. 235. Oh man. All right. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's open up this premium pack, Mitch. You you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm super excited. I don't know about you, but I, I I've been waiting to open my own packs. So Chris opening a pack is 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 enough excitement for me. I'm gonna take myself off the screen. I'm gonna let Chris take over here. Chris, go ahead and share your screen, get that set up, and we'll we'll, we'll do this opening here. Let me let me let the power hour boys know that we're we're opening NFTs here, so they they can wait for a second. All right, all right. Do you have my my pack? All right. Okay, looks like we're ready to go here. So guys, just as a as a preface here, so there there was standard packs where you got six digital cards for for five dollars, and then there were premium packs where you got forty five digital cards for a hundred dollars, and so we're gonna open the premium pack up. And so you get 45 digital cards, 59% rate of common, 22% uncommon, 11% rare, 2% super rare, 0.6% epic, 4.4% epic exclusive, and 0.04% legendary exclusive, which are one of one. So, so we're looking for some non-common cards here. You know, so I'm excited, Mitch, uh, you know, hoping we don't get all commons here. So let's see, we've got premium pack here and we can either transfer, we can open or we can gift. We're going to open this. So I got word. They already wanted to give us five minutes. So we're going for 10 over. Let's keep it going. I'm super excited. All right. Premium pack. Looks I'm like, gonna put you full screen so people looks can like watch. Looks like number three, four, eleven was our pack number. Dun 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 dun. All right, all these steps just to open this pack. Approve. Man, they, they make you work, man. They make you work. At least, at least you're going through it to me, so that when I do it later on Money Mitch. All right, are we I ready? I don't look crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm putting you back on the screen. I see your top screen is it's the one with that has a card, right? Is that going to be the one that's showing it? I, I, 
You might have to. You, did you did you pop? Did you do a pop up window? Yeah, so I got to so find there. that pop up window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here. Go, go ahead and find it. All right. So I, I want to make share. sure you guys see the opening. So I, I'm working with you, team. I'm working. What sports are these top cards? This is MLB pack, man. The MLB baseball stinks. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Okay. Can you see it now? All right. All right. All right. Now I'm pulling it up. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm excited. So let's, uh, okay. Where are all the cards? Oh, we got to, oh, we got to scroll oh. way back up. All right. All right. This is what I got. All right. We got common, common, common. You can see these, right, Mitch? Yes, yes, yes. I can see them. All right. We got the kid back here. Common. Ooh, Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Common. We got common, common, common. Oh, some team ones. So the Marlins. Do it the for the Marlins. fans. I'm going to have to trade you, bro. <laughs> Do it for the fans. Common White Sox. We got the Rockies. Carlos Carrera. There you go. We got a bunch of commons. I think we got two of those Jacob DeGrom. That last night. Javier Baez. We got common, Ooh. common. We got Mookie Betts. Looks like it's got Mookie, a World, Series, That's World a good one. Series logo. Oh, here we go. I'm seeing some color change. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Right, guys, we got Mookie Betts dun, 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 dun. uncommon. Nick Heath uncommon. Clayton Kershaw uncommon. There's the White Sox again. Uh, a brew. J.D. Davis. Oh, you got my boy. Aaron Judge uncommon. That thing's got to at least be worth some money. Stamp down the A. Hey, here we go. Down, here comes down, the, the rares. Los Angeles Dodgers Ooh. rare, Archie Bradley rare. We got more rares. Ooh. Looks like five. Josh Bell super rare. So super rares oh. were two percent chance in the pack. Josh, Josh Bell, he's on my fantasy team. There we bro. go. Oh, epic exclusive. What is this? Oh, Mitch? the White Sox oh, and Mike Clevenger. So epic exclusives, 4.4% chance of getting those in this pack. <laughs> and then another common hands up mask up. So look at that. We got hey, two those hands up. That's the diamond hands right that's there. The diamond hands. We got two epic exclusives. So Mike Clevenger, do it for the fans. We got one super rare. We got one, two, three, four, five rares. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten uncommons, and the rest are common. So I would say that that looks pretty good here, Mitch. I, I like my odds. Again, we the only thing we didn't get is that legendary exclusive that was 0.04% or the epic that was 0.6%, which obviously very low odds of getting those. But otherwise, I mean, I, I got to say, and, you know, this Josh Bell super rare, I'm liking that and these two epic exclusives looking pretty nice here. What, what's everyone in the chat saying? I haven't been watching the chat because I've been looking at these cards. Ooh, so hoo, hoo. I see that's a lot of cards. That's right. There's 45 cards in this pack. Uh, again, this was $100. These sold out in, in around an hour. Um, well, well, I, I want to mention, Chris, and, and, and just so those people out there can see how quickly – the value of these NFTs are really moving. Where are these resales at in value right now? Yeah, so I looked this morning, and so those those standard packs that were $5 are going for around $30 each resale on the top site, and they're actually selling. They're, they're not just listed. They actually sold. And then also the, the premium that was 100 those things are going for around $300 a pack for the unopened pack. So, you, you know, guys, this, this is a, there, there is room for expansion here for tops again, going public ticker M U D S and, and guys, I see 249 likes. We opened the pack anyway, but can someone please hit like to get to 250? So we didn't break our promise of getting to 250 likes to open that pack. And, and so Mitch, I, I know you're going to be opening some packs later tonight. I still have some standard packs left to open. I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I open one or two of those on your show sometime. And, and maybe we save one of these unopened standard packs a, as a giveaway sometime. Would, would anyone in the chat like to participate in a giveaway for a Tops NFT pack? I, I, I'm guessing yes. 
So go ahead and put a, a one in the chat, guys. If you guys want to get a giveaway going here with some real NFTs with some good value behind them, you know, um, I'm 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 super interested. I don't know about you, Chris. I felt like if I was back in the store and 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 I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, I, I'm no longer can shoplift these cards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can't shoplift digital cards, right? So uh, I saw the digitals. Mitch, I saw someone in the chat asking about the, the burn that we talked about earlier. So my understanding is that every week, Tops will pick certain players and you'll be able to trade those player common cards in for some exclusive cards. Um, you know, which will make some of these commons, you know, more valuable. Uh, Ruel, I see you. I tried to go on to buy and tops froze on me. I, I tried to buy these packs for, for almost an hour. And I didn't even know if I had bought any. I didn't know if my transactions had go th gone through. A at one point, I thought I had spent, you know, a lot of money because I kept trying to buy. But, but I ended up, you know, with the one premium pack at, and guys, the, the SPAC story here, right, is Tops is going public. The ticker is M-U-D-S. And Mitch, the thing with Top Shot, right, NBA Top Shot is partnered with the NBA. Every time someone resells a Top Shot, the NBA and Dapper Labs get a percent of that transaction. Well, guess what? I just said that Tops sold these packs and that there's people reselling the packs. Guess what happens when that pack is resold? Tops gets a percentage of the sale transaction. If I go and sell these individual cards on the site, guess what? Tops gets a percentage of the transaction. So that's killer, right? They have recurring revenue now that they can get from selling packs and from the from their own transaction platform. So that so that's big. Uh, yeah, Ruel Top Shot is so much smoother. Top Shot still has some some problems to work out though on those pack drops, and you know it, it has grown though, right? And I think that's what's going to happen with Tops here. And, and remember, Tops has an MLB deal, but they also have other sports, and they also have partnership with like Disney. Maybe we can get some some Star Wars, right? Like. Drop money on some Star Wars NFT packs, and who knows? Maybe I could get a Baby Yoda legendary parallel card, one of one. That'd be pretty sweet. You got it. You got it there, Brad. We said it. M-U-D-S there. Yep, you got it. And at the end of the day, guys, one thing i definitely point out is – I don't know about you guys, but I definitely had fun doing this and doing this live, guys. So stick around with us, guys. We're going to be doing this. Um, I think, you know, what, what Chris and I are going to start doing is is we're going to start, like, I think we, we might join teams, start start trying to get some of these trading going, try to work it out, try to try to maybe make a big deal, a big trade that we can make. We're going to keep an eye out on these values of these cards and also, you know, look to – the same way you would do if you let's say if it was it was a, a real trading card game and a real trading card collection is is look for the trade right everyone's going to be looking for a great trade and whether you get more value or less that that's going to be the battle right and so um it's going to be fun i might have to hit chris up for some of those marlin cards just because i uh, i'm a big florida baseball fan yeah Rays now i, now the I have Marlins. to decide if I have to decide if I want to hold some of these cards or if I want to resell some of them uh, and get part of that pack purchase price back. But, uh, you know, this this was pretty exciting, right? The, the only thing I didn't like was that you couldn't, like, click on each one to open it. It just kind of opened, right? And we had to scroll back up to find mm -hmm. it. But, you know, so maybe they could make the pack opening process a little bit smoother. But ultimately, you know, Hopefully everyone got to see all these cards. I tried to go through them, you know, slow. But again, you know, you're you're going to get a lot of comments, but the excitement builds, right, as you get some of those parallels. Because those parallels, I didn't even click on, you know, any of them. Maybe it tells, like, on the back or it tells somewhere, but they're limited, the, the number of them that there are. So I don't see it, um, you know, on the on the actual pack, but maybe in my collection, it shows the amount. So like that Epic exclusive, you know, maybe there's only, you know, a thousand of those instead of 10,000. So, you know, that increases the value. So, you know, you know, we'll, we'll pay attention to, to that as well. So, but 
we'll try to keep everyone uh, updated here. Um, you know, on how this turns out, but hopefully everyone had fun. Thank you for the likes, the views, and, and let's do this again, right, Mitch? So, so Mitch, what will you be uh, opening on uh, Money Mitch tonight at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time? You're going to open a standard pack, a couple of them, or? I, I got a couple standards, a couple standards, guys. So I'm going to open up three packs with you. Um, are, are you going to open all three no matter what? Or are you only going to open them if uh, well, people people well, come to your show to, to like it and tune in? The, the truth is we're going to have a same like goal. I, I'm going to set the same like goal, 250 likes on that stream before I open up these packs. But I mean, like everybody, I mean, if you hit the share button, you look on, on YouTube, you can find us up. Chris and and me, you guys can look me up. Uh, Story Investors and Chris Ketchy, guys, definitely look us up. Add us on, on Twitter. Hit us up. You know, um, I've talked about it, that I want to open them. But of course, we need you guys to hit that like button. Another thing that you, we need you guys to do, guys, is definitely check out Benzinga Clips because Benzinga Clips is going to be able to get you these clips and certain information in the SPAC world faster. And, and so you don't have to stick around for the whole show. And let's say like Hertz, you missed it. We're going to go ahead up and put a, a nice short clip under 60 seconds so you can see that opening see how the cards look yeah that'll be a guys, nice check clip. it out guys so guys before we go and we have power hour coming up next i know they've got an exciting interview i saw looks like ticker fuv arkamoto is going to be on the show but guys uh you know housekeeping here no show tomorrow for spax attack we have our clean tech event for benzinga if you're not registered already go to benzinga click on events at the top and, and then also guys we have an exciting interview on friday to talk about i'm i'm so excited mitch we, we've got highly on coming on right ticker hyln ceo thomas healy this is one of the most well-known SPACs of last year. It was actually one of the first SPACs I ever purchased, and I do still own shares of Hylion. I'm interested to hear from Thomas Healy uh, about their long-term plans, right? Not just an electrification story, but but they're working on their own hyper truck, you, you know, in that EV market. So how about that, Mitch? You excited for uh, Friday's show here? Yeah, guys, definitely, definitely check out Friday's show. That's going to be super exciting. I've always talked about it. Retrofit before new fleets. And that that can say it all. Look into what retrofitting is. You might just find Hillion's name there. And I'll, I'll let you guys know this is the Benzinga Clips. Definitely follow us. We're definitely taking off in shorts, guys. Videos under 60 seconds so you guys can watch those. And, of course, scroll down. The SPACs attack, baby. Check it out, guys. Check it out. All right, Chris, that's going to do it for us, guys. We're going to transfer you over to the Power Hour. You don't got to go anywhere. Just stick right here. Hit that thumbnail. Get on over. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.